welcome back to Music City Gold. Guys, this is our third episode. How do you feel about it? Awesome. I'm feeling good. Those are the voices of my lovable, always present co-hosts, <laughs> Matt Bain and Daniel Mangrum. Hey, guys. Hey. So, how was y'all's weekend? Pretty good. I actually ended up playing drums at Lucas Oil Stadium this week, so not bad. 40,000 people. That'll do. That's quite a bit. I I know I was at the same place you were at playing the drums, but I was there as more of a, a spectator, and I couldn't do what you were doing. That was just amazing. Got some sweet footage of me, Kyle. I did. I couldn't even see you. You're so tiny up there. <laughs> yeah. I actually, somebody next to me was like, should we give you a box to quote Lord of the Rings when <laughs> Legolas is talking to Gimli? Well, you do kind of resemble a dwarf. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, I do. The more Hobbit. I uh, still think about Hairy feet. Hairy feet. Eh, my feet aren't that hairy. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, was you with us at that time we all did the Lord of the Rings uh, dress up for cosplay Halloween? I didn't do that. I was there, but I didn't do that. <laughs> Some yeah, it was a thing. party pooper, yeah. Yeah, I remember Daniel's costume with the elf ears and everything. He Legolas. A, yeah, you made a really good Legolas. Not just any elf, it was the Legolas. And I, and I really did look like Legolas. I mean, let's be honest. You, you did. I mean, I was Full like, wig. I was committed. So. I wish I could find the picture of it, because it was just amazing. I'll find one. See if I can send it to you. Yeah, I've still got, I've still got the... Five uh, fans. Yeah, I've still got the Instagram. ring from when I was playing as a uh, Frodo. So, and I actually brought that to work the other day because somebody was a Lord of the Rings fan, mm-hmm. and they freaked out. So that was cool. awesome, Matt. How was yeah. your weekend uh, or the know, week? Sorry, normal. Uh, yeah, not nearly as exciting as yours. I don't suppose you guys had a nice trip up to Indianapolis. I just did the normal stay at home, train the dog dance. How's that going? Uh, better. Yeah, he's gotten fat. Yeah, he's grown into his personality. He's getting a little fluffy butt. Is that because you or your wife are overfeeding him? No, not at all. Really? None of you are overfeeding that dog at all? No, we got him on a strict diet. Of table scraps? (laughs) Something like that. Speaking of food, do you know who got redemption this week? Fudge. Yep. (laughs) I was was wondering where you were going. (laughs) Dramatic pause for effect. (laughs) That's right. Andrew Fudge, he got his own payday. So, last episode, we talked about the horrible, unfortunate case of Andrew Fudge, who won tickets to Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals in Nashville and didn't check his Twitter and lost the tickets and only found out this month, which we are recording on the 31st of July, for context, he found out earlier in July that he won tickets and didn't get it. Well, Twitter came to the rescue, and if you don't follow hockey Twitter, they are like some of the most awesome people in the world. They are real quick to find something that they throw their weight behind. And so everybody was retweeting on Twitter. It was going on Facebook. It was going on Instagram about Andrew Fudge not getting the tickets. And turns out, guys, the Preds took pity on him, and they gave him tickets to open a night. Yeah. Which I will say is very admirable. It's not a finals game. But we have no guarantee of making a finals game. So that was the best. That was, it was the, something. It was the, the best we could do with what they, we had. They said, well, at least a consolation, it'll be the game where they raise the banner. That'll be awesome. So that's pretty cool. I First mean, we'll banner be, ever raised yeah, in Nashville. Yeah, for us, so. that'll be awesome. So Yeah, I mean, so I think you... Not bad. Eh, it's okay. I think the moral of the story is always tweet the team because you never know if they will actually respond to you or not. So, so Matt, that means you need to treat the... Uh, not treat, but, <laughs> well, tweet the Red Wings and tweet. see if they'll help you out any. Maybe. Otherwise, you can feed their uh, Joe their uh, scraps of the Little Caesars to your dog. Nice. Had to slip that in there. I oh, got you. I, I saw a post by NHL NBC just a few minutes ago, and it was pretty funny because they wanted to make it seem like really, I don't know, tough and mighty. They're like, oh, a new era has begun. For the Detroit Red Wings, and then like pans up, and the picture's like the Little Caesars Arena, and I'm like, wow, not quite feeling it. Little Caesars inaugural game, yeah, the dawn of a new era in Motor City. Yeah, you don't know this, but just that uh, that did nothing for me. The mascot for the uh, Little Caesars Arena is going to be the Little Caesars guy from now on. He's going to be your Red Wing. Oh, that'd be terrible. I just hope I'm not even a Red Wings fan, (laughs) and like that would be horrible. 
consolation prize, you got all those red banners to go up there. But that's right. Other than that, that's kind of painful. That's something Nashville don't have. They have though, eh? Well, we're gonna get one. We have one better now, thank you. Well, it's not. We don't. We don't have a banner. We don't have it yet, Kyle. We will have it. Well, it's probably in the building. Actually, it's probably being printed by the NHL right now to be sent over to us. But so. But speaking of banners and stuff, guys, we finally got our RFA signed. And thank God, I am so tired of having to wait on people to get signed. It's just about time. It, it was a stressful week. So there's there's been a lot of signings because what we've recorded this has been over a week now yeah. since our last episode. So we've got been, a lot to go over to yeah, recap. Quite a few signings in the last eight or nine or ten days or so. Yeah. Yep. So I, t- I actually took a quick list before I came over here to get a good idea. So uh, the first signing we had actually was a minor league signing. So our lovable ads goalie, uh, Merrick Maznick, came back for a year. <laughs> One year. One year, and he got a two-way deal. So he's going to get 650 k in the NHL, and he's going to get a 100 k in, in the AHL, which is not bad for professional hockey. Yeah. He, he's making more than I'm making. Yeah, I'm he, playing hockey. so He's making more than you guys are making. Definitely yeah, I think there's make- quite a few players on this list that are making more than I'm making, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about just how old some of these players are. So we'll take, uh, for example, uh, Victor Arverson got signed, finally. This man is 24 years old, and he signed a seven-year deal for $29.75 million, which gives him a cap hit of four point two. Yeah, $4.25 million. You know, I don't know how I feel about this because I was really hoping for a short, short-term deal because with these long-term deals, I feel like all of the pressure and all of the um, risk is on the organization now for us because now we, we have them locked in for four years or seven years, rather. If he performs well, though, over the seven years, let me tell you, the the four point two five is gonna look amazing and Poyle's a genius. But if he doesn't, it could be a big hit on our cap for years to come. So this is that was a big risk in my opinion. On the other hand, you got Joey signs the eight million per year, you know, eight year sixty four million dollar contract. I felt like that was a really good price for his productivity and also he's our number one center now. I mean it, it just made sense to pay him that much money, and I feel like he kind of did take a little bit of a pay cut. I was honestly thinking he was going to get we eight point five to maybe nine a year, just based on his productivity and his assists. I mean, because he's he was an assist machine. No, all he year. wouldn't get nine. I mean, I thought eight eight point five. I thought eight point five was a stretch, so eight million was fine. And you know, he's only twenty five years old, and so we've got him locked up. He's now the second highest paid pred. I mean, the highest the highest paying pred that we have is PK Subin. Yeah. So it's go. It goes Subin, it goes Joey, it goes down to uh, Pekka, and then Forsberg. So that's a good solid lineup for the next couple of years. So it's interesting you talk about uh, Arvidsson. So you're talking about you know production, the long term deal. So in the 15-16 season, he only had eight goals and eight assists. Got 16 points total. Now we take this down to the 16-17 season. And this man comes up with 61 points. He's got 31 goals and 30 That's assists. Insane. So he's a fourth-round draft pick, and he's tied for the lead in goals and points. Uh, yeah, for us, alongside Philip Forsberg. I mean, he hit the 30-goal mark. The dude's a machine, and his 45-point improvement was the— 45-point yeah, improvement. Second most. That, yeah, let second that most. sink in, though. Go ahead and finish the sentence. I don't want to steal your thunder. Oh, no. Yeah, you you heard me going for it. Yeah, so his 45. Second most. Dang it, man. (laughs) Keep going, Kyle. Finish the sentence, Kyle. Ah. He's really wanting to say it. Go ahead. So, anyway, whatever. He had the second best improvement for the 16-17 season. (laughs) Just say it, Matt. I know you want to. Who was it behind? I have no idea. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. He was the most improved. Which, by the way, signed a massive deal. So, Well, you mentioned... Arvidsson and how improved he was. I thought that was another thing that was interesting about his contract. Seven years, uh, average four point two five million a year, and that's almost Johansson's making almost double that. Even though him and Arvidsson had the same amount of points last year, they both had sixty one points, 
And I wonder if a contributing factor to Arvidsson getting paid significantly less than Johansson is because he is so young and he hasn't had a track record of, excuse me, of keeping that amount of points up general production each year. Well, who do you think he tied with? So I told you earlier, a few seconds ago, actually, that he had tied for the lead. Guess who he tied with? Right, Johansson. Yeah. That's what I said. Okay. That's insane. But when you look at Poyle signing him for Long seven term. years, yeah. you pro- he probably actually got him at a reduced rate. Like I said, for him and Johansson to get the same amount of points last year, and yet Arvidsson's making almost a little more than half And that's why I'm thinking – Johansson's yeah, making. and that's what my point is. If he produces like he has been producing, we just got a steal, and right. our team is going to be stacked. If you for if you years. waited, if you put him on a one or two year deal, Arvidsson, and then try to sign him in two more years after he consistently gets about sixty points a year, then you're going to see that salary increase greatly. But since you're signing him in such a long term deal, relatively young. You're putting a lot of trust in him, and it might bite you in the butt, but at least you're getting a good deal for what he's potentially providing you, which is Johansson-style uh, points production. Yeah, I mean, it, it could potentially pay off huge because now the entire Jofa line has signed for long term. Right. You're talking Phillips locked in through 2022 for $6 million a year. Not bad. Um, then you have RV for another seven years and Joey for eight. So that, I mean, we're locked in through 2022 with the, the Jofa line. And, and like you're saying, if he's, if he's putting out Johansson production points for that price, it's a steal, it's a steal. And like, you'll expect us to be in the playoffs every single year. Like it, it, that's a good mix. Like you're, you're getting a great deal for that price, but well, I mean, He's got a pan. So, so we've got those guys, and then you got to look at the fact that we also got Austin Watson, fourth uh, fourth liner. That's a good sign. Got him for three years at one point one million dollars. And I think Matt, in our first episode, didn't you mention a little bit of Watson? It was uh, actually Agberg and Watson because you thought they were excellent right. for coming up from the AHL and performing the way they did. Yeah. So once again, that's another. Yeah, I believe that. Uh... He pronounces it Auberg, but I've heard Aberg too. So you know, it, you know, with names like that, four names, it's a little hard for Americans. French Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> I usually stick with the American lingo of how we say things. Yep. So, anyway, so yeah, so we got all of our guys signed. We've got no more RFA, so we can finally stop talking about it. That's right. David Poyle's been busy. I call him Poyle Loco. <laughs> he's been on a tear. Somebody might have to go to his office and get him some new pens because he's. Wearing the ink out of his pen, signing so many contracts. So you well, have to admit, though, Poyle is an awesome GM. He's done. He's been around. Everybody's taken notice. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, he won. He won GM of the year for a reason, and this is part of it. He's just. He's not afraid to make the big deal. I mean, think about this. So we've got all of this people signed, and we still got five point four million dollars in cap space. So we can go get somebody else if we need to in the middle of the season for next. Well, we middle still of next season. we still have one person. That we're waiting on. Who's that? Yeah. Man? Oh, we know, because he's still on his knees praying. And that's Mike Fisher. Hopefully, uh, uh, now the rumors are swirling that this week we should know. So yeah. maybe by our next episode, out. we will have yeah. news. I think it was Poyle who said they're getting close. It's got to be close at this I, point. I think he'll stay. Speculation. You think he'll stay? I think he will. Staying. He's going. Why do you think he's leaving? The longer he takes, I think the closer he's getting to retirement. And guess what? There's no pressure for him to come back because you guys just re-signed, or you guys just signed Benino. So there's no real pressure for him to fill a spot anymore because you guys got it covered. Matt. Well, then that question leads to... Do you want to lift a trophy? I'm just saying. Do you want to lift a trophy? Well, I don't think he wants to lift a trophy or not. My question to you, Matt, is if we lose Fisher, who gets captaincy? Oh, that that's another great topic. So, <laughs> I have my my spec. Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. I knew, I saw the twinkle in your eye. So, no, go ahead with yours because I got something new to talk no, about. No, you be my guest. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys just re-signed Johansson for eight years. Joey's not getting it. Jo- I'm uh, just saying you're paying him. What's no. he the number one on the team? And no, because I two? said this. My argument last time was Forsberg because we had already signed Forsberg before, and he's young. He's too young. He ain't getting the C. But Johansson, you're locking him up to be a franchise player. We locked a lot of people up to be a franchise player. I'm just saying. 
I think Ellis will get it. If really? Fisher doesn't come back, I think Ellis is a perfect candidate to get the can to get the captaincy. Well, that's who I would pick if I had to go with who you guys have as alternate. I mean, right come on, now. we can always give the captaincy to Craig Smith. False. No, <laughs> that 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 would not happen. I don't. I don't really think that. Johansson could skip. He wouldn't even have an alternate as it is. I don't think he could skip it to go straight to a C. But it's interesting how much faith David Poyle is putting in him. But I think I'm with you, Kyle. I'd have to go with Ellis on this one. Uh, you and know, you guys, I'm going to throw out another one. Well, see, right now we've only got one I, alternate. This is Yossi. also controversial just because he hasn't been here long enough. P.K. Subban. No. no, Subban won't get it. No, he's not been here long enough. You said he, you only have he one hasn't time. been here long enough, but when's his contract up? Do you know when his contract's up? Subin's no. contract is up in uh, twenty the twenty one twenty two season. Exactly. No, he hasn't served enough time yet. I don't think he served. He doesn't enough time even yet. have an alternate now. You have to but go. But do you think? Do you think eventually he'll be a captain? No. No. I think he'll get the captaincy one day, if not for the Preds, then no. somewhere else. He'll be. I bet he'll be retired before. Before that happens, you think Superman will retire before before? Well, he if you captain. lock up Ellis for or whoever for another five or six years as a captain, Subban's a veteran. He he's not going to stick around for forever. Well, we now have Arvey through the twenty twenty three, uh twenty three twenty four season. We have Johansson for the twenty four twenty five. We also have PK through twenty one twenty two. We have Forsberg. Through twenty one, twenty two, Yarncroke, Ekholm. That's impressive, actually. How many players we have signed through the twenty one, twenty two season? You guys Minimum. know where I stand on defense. Defense is my favorite, and since you guys are known to have one of the strongest decors in the league, I think it would only be fitting that one of the defensemen gets the captain role. Do you think Yossi gets it? No. Yossi's yeah, already not Yossi, but I'm just he's saying. He's got an alternate. He's, he's, he's got, got to get an A before he gets a C. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> well, I'm just using your logic yeah, here. I, guess I so. don't, but I don't agree with it. I'm just saying. I I'm don't, just saying it would look real nice for some of the best D core in the league to make a D their captain. I, I mean, I love I don't, Ellis. I don't choose but Ellis. Yo, wasn't an Yossi, alternate. but Ellis is not an alternate. He wasn't. No. We no. had Neil. Oh, that's right. Gone. Neil was the other one. Yeah, you had Neil, and you had Yossi, and then you had Fisher as the C. Well, now Fisher's contract is technically over. He's, you know, looking at Cat Friendly here. Cat Friendly doesn't even list him on here because his contract is his contract is it's done. Expired right now. And so Neil got shipped off to Vegas, unfortunately. So you've got to if he doesn't come back, you got to fill the C, and you've got to fill an A. Well, then in that case, I guess you are going to have to break the mold. I'm betting Yossi does not get it, which means. Somebody that doesn't have an A gets a C. Oh, I don't know how often like that happens. PK no, <laughs> that would be awesome, but I think know. PK would get an A for sure. Yeah, yeah. In that situation, if Mike doesn't come back, PK gets an uh, an alternate for sure. Because I think PK's personality fits in with Nashville. Just it's what about spot jo- on. What about Johansson? He's not defensive. Well, yeah, but he's kind of the face of your team now. I'm going to say I would, here, I would here's be okay a controversial with statement. Peck is kind of getting older. He's kind of phasing out. I think here comes the era of Johansson for you guys, and he's he's going to be. They did say this. I, I I saw several tweets and several postings online saying that the Johansson deal is almost ushering in like a new era yeah. for the Preds. Essentially, like they didn't call it a dynasty, but they're calling it yeah. like we know that for the next five to six years, we're going to be a good team. Like, we're going to compete. It's, we're not going to be the team that's scrapping to get in the play. Like, we know we're, we can be good, and we can be even better, and we can potentially win a championship in that time period. But that's what everyone's saying now yeah, with this so, Johansson deal. That actually, you know, sets it up the fact, you know, we've got a cup window. As I said last episode, we have a legitimate cup window now that's opened up for, I'd say, probably four, first, to, four to five years. Four to five, probably. I mean, realistically, well, actually through the 21-22 season, because that looks like how most of our signings are on, uh, as far as our um, contracts go. You got the Jofa line now reunited, all healthy. You well, got Nick Bonino coming back. Well, that brings a question. It, like, 
is a second or third. With Nick Benino coming in, I looked at uh, what is it, left wing block or the starting line configurations, and they had Benino on the first line actually. So that brings up a quick. That's probably not accurate. That's not accurate. No, he'll but, be a, he'll be a second line person. He'll so be. It's second. interesting that they had that up there because I did see that on their website. I guarantee you, he'll be a second. He he's going to be our second line. So soon. you don't think they're going to break up the Joe? Falo? No, no. Why would we sign all those people? To all the stuff we just talked well, about. That's all like that's directly results of the Joe line. Just, which is why, like I said, you guys are strong D, but you have so much money tied up in the Jofa line. I kind of want to see one of them. They're such a leader. I kind of want to see one of them at least get an alternate, even though I'm a defense guy myself. But I could, but I you, could see Arvidsson get an A. He's, I he's think the heart and soul. He's the heart and like soul of the he, team. Like I don't think he would get the captaincy. Like I really don't think he would. But I think it might help put yeah, some pep I, in the I, step if they gave him the A. Just because of all the work he puts in. And once again, this is all dependent on Fisher. Like, if Fisher comes back, hardly anything changes. He gets the C. Yossi still has an A. Someone gets an A. And I'm it'll just, probably be Ellis. I'm just curious. We mentioned that the Jofa line, I said maybe mixing things up. Every now and then, you'll see coaches do that. They'll they'll change the lines a little bit to try to try to find some, get some spring in a step if, if things are going wrong. But things are going so right, I don't know if you can make a great argument to try uh, to change Jeff along. No. Other than Did trying to... Did you see to, our time of possession charts in the playoffs? They, they're they not. Other than trying to distribute some of that scoring down the lines a little bit? We did, after Johansson got injured. Yeah. yeah you because had, we you dropped Arby to, like, third line. Yeah, almost y'all's last couple lines were... Yeah. Them all. They all stepped up. And that's where they but just... But that wasn't really intentional. That just kind of was an accident. It was a happy accident. But it, it's a good depth. We've got a good system in Milwaukee that... Got them ready. They came up and they stepped in and filled the role. It worked yeah. when you have you know top line players playing on the third line. Now your third line on the other teams worried about trying to match up against a first liner. So it did help us. Granted, I would have preferred to have <laughs> Johansson back for the entire you know finals. But so speaking of the finals, so um, our actual Stanley Cup run actually got us some great national attention. To the fact that we've got seven games next season that are going to be nationally televised on NBCSN. So we've got a game. That's mind-boggling. It like, is. I, I, never... mean, we, I think we're finally getting the respect that Nashville wants. I think that's what we're going to do. You know why? Because we got them some seriously good ratings this year as far as TV. Yeah, Nashville is always in the top uh, viewership ratings for oh, the finals. Uh, they, they were saying that this year, like, basically, I, I can't remember – the exact numbers, but I know that Nashville was one of the highest viewing areas. Philadelphia was one of them. And don't forget Knoxville. Uh, Knoxville, Knoxville like because you know Knoxville, anything Tennessee related, because UT Vols, we basically bleed orange in Tennessee when it comes college football season. But they got behind the Predators too. I mean, it was it was nuts, absolutely absolutely nuts. How many people were tuning in for these? shows and you know that the NHL first of all loves that because they're wanting to grow their television presence because they don't feel that hockey translates well to tell uh, the TV so the fact that we were getting such good ratings and people were like oh man this crowd so sounds so loud on the TV you know like it, it's almost like they're at the game too so well what do you think caused the ratings I mean do you think it was us either sweeping the Blackhawks or making the finals that got them into the ratings which which is bigger for that like which was a bigger accomplishment? Yeah, yeah, I mean, because those those ratings are good, but what led to that? Because I know I know that the the Blackhawks to me were more of a uh, personal personal thing. It's like we were taking it very seriously. You know, it's like when we first beat Detroit, we yeah. got over the hump yeah. of Detroit, and then it becomes okay. Now Chicago is and the Chicago Chicago's the hump we're over, and then we get past Chicago, and all of a sudden people are like, this team's actually doing well, and then we jump to the finals which just boosts our ratings even more. I think here's the deal. You swept Chicago, so the whole league loves you at that point. <laughs> That's Other true. than Chicago. Well, then, Chicago fans can, they can do whatever. Then you get to the finals, and then naturally Philadelphia is behind you because Pittsburgh made the finals. And guess who they do not want to see win the finals? The Penguins. So I think there's a lot of factors that go in behind those ratings, but I think – on a personal level, I think making the finals was more meaningful than sweeping the Blackhawks. I figured we're, you'd say that. We're going to we're going to play the Blackhawks almost every year. We in the in the playoffs, you know, 
that the Blackhawks are basically going to be there, and you're going to have to go through them. I mean, one of our games is going to be televised. That's the uh, January 30th is one of our national televised games against the Hawks, so you know they had to do it. Oh, yeah. That and they'll play, They'll have a rematch one. Real, I think probably our second game will be against Pittsburgh. Well, I, I think I'll disagree with you as far as which one was bigger and meant more for the franchise. I'd have to say sweeping the Blackhawks meant more than making the Cup, and I'm, I'm probably going to be outnumbered on that. I don't know. But mentally, though, it was huge. Mentally, yeah, it was a huge like, mental block. It was the huge. snowball. It started the snowball. It was monumental, sweeping the Blackhawks, which has been a big hump for you guys. And and put when you went to the finals, sad to say, you lost. That was kind of a down note. It was it was all happy and excitement, you know, Cinderella story. But you lost, so that kind of puts a down note. And sweeping the Blackhawks was so successful. I I have to put that as that's the thing that even led to. The finals, so I think that was more monumental. I think sweeping the Blackhawks and it's just a build, memory. built up more momentum for next seasons and future seasons because we know we can do it now. Does that make sense? Like we know that that team. First of all, we were coming in and they were like, "Oh, Blackhawks are about to destroy the Predator." Like that was all the headlines before. Blackhawks and four, Blackhawks and five. That's all I heard. Maybe they can eke out one. Well, when we go into their house, shut them out two times in a row, people were like, uh, what's going on? Oh, wait, wait. We'll just wait for the Blackhawks to come back. They're going to win four in a row. It's going to be okay. Well, it really puts some belief in your guys' system. Like I said before, you guys just kind of squeaked in the playoffs. You might not have the most confidence in yourself, and when you go out and pull a move like that, that that is a confidence builder, and that has to feel great going in. When you get hot at that moment, that's the time to get hot. And just looking at the player, we wanted it more. We for sure. wanted for sure. it oh, definitely. more. Someone, someone. Uh, this was my favorite comment of the series. We out black talked the Blackhawks in that series. I did notice that one of the um, videos they had of the Blackhawks and when I think it was either, it may have been Nashville's practice facility, where Q was so mad <laughs> at the Hawks for basically getting outplayed that he was making them do like battle board drills. Trying to get the puck because Nashville was just taking the puck from them constantly. We were we were destroying them against the boards. It was out hustling everything. I mean, y- you could see that our team wanted it more. It meant more. We were hungrier. Uh, I mean, I think the Hawks just thought they could come in and run us over. And well, for years they have. So it was I a mean, justified feeling justified. that they could do it. <laughs> we have been run over by them. So you know, I guarantee you, the next playoffs that's not going to happen. I guarantee you they're going to be out for blood next playoffs. You better believe if we get matched up against the Hawks, that's going to be one of the nastiest. That'll be one of the nastiest playoff matchups next season. You mark my words. Blackhawks and Predators, that will be off the chain. That won't be a four-game series. It'll be a six, seven-game series, and there will be blood on the ice. You think so? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I, I fully believe it. There's no way... There's no way the Blackhawks are gonna are gonna go out again on a on a sweep. Not well, happening. No matter what will happen, I think it's gonna be a real special event. Which leads me to something I want to talk about that we didn't get to last week because we ran out of time. And you guys listening at home, I'm sure you all have those words that you hate. Oh God, no, and, no, yeah, don't gonna, say it. We're gonna talk about it for a second. Here comes a Kyle rant coming up. That's right. Like. <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle. What do you want to talk about? Talk about what I think is the most overused slash hated word in hockey. And for me, I hate the word special. <laughs> <laughs> special? Do you relate to it? Is that oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, it's it's frustrating because it's like you get a new player comes in and the media asks him, well, what was it like having your debut? And the player's like, it was really special. Okay, that's fine. That's to me appropriate. And they're like, you scored your first goal. How was it? It was special. Okay. And then they go, you know, you just won the game. Game winning goal. How was it? It was special. I'm like, guys, come on. Can you not think of another word? That's the post game. I know. It's like, let's think about it. (laughs) Other words for special. Awesome. Amazing. Fantastic. Unreal. All the crowd was really special tonight. Oh, well, yeah. sometimes Credit jocks are known to have really biggest special. heads and vocabulary. So, it's like guys, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, 
use other words. What do you guys? Do you guys have a word that you hate? Uh, speaking of celebrations, uh-oh. There's a certain word that I <laughs> loathe greatly, and it is silly. Yes. Oh, my God. Why? Are you selling me something? No. <laughs> do not. Do not say silly. It's a celebration. I, I don't care. I don't even care for celebration. He is performing an act after he scores a goal. Do not call it a silly. I hate that and twig. For some reason, for for a hockey stick, I'm just like, why are you calling it a twig? Well, because it used to be a piece of actual wood. I I understand, but they're not wooden anymore. They're composite sticks. It's not a twig. It sounds terrible, too. Don't say that. Oh, no, no. I got one more. I got one more. I about flipped over the microphone. And this one goes out to my man, Stu. Oh, gosh. Never, you know exactly where I'm going with this. I know where you're going. If this man says pickle poked <laughs> one more time on the air, I will turn the television off. I do not want to hear that ever come across my TV in like at 9 o'clock at night, pickle poked. No. Stop, Stu. Just stop. I will say, I'm Stu done. does have a rich vocabulary of words he likes to use no, in situations. Pickle poked should not be in it because... That well, is dumb. You know another overused phrase? I'm going to take this slightly different. You mentioned post-game. Something that all players like to do in a post-game interview, and they say a particular word yep, go ahead. about a thousand times. <laughs> Every one of them does it, obviously. They all like oh, to say it. Easy, Snape. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Is I it that obvious? That yes, they're like... How did you like? Uh, how did it feel playing today on two games back to back? Oh, you know, obviously it was hard. You know, we got yeah. the team chemistry together. But they say obviously like five times in the middle of the interview, and they don't even say their sentence first. They say obviously first. Well, tell me what the sentence you're going to say, and then tell me obviously. And it really isn't that obvious, or we wouldn't have to be asking you the question. It'd be self-explanatory. <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many. There's so many, but silly and pickle poke. Oh, the, the best is the is the meme where. It's got Sally, and then the picture behind it is Kuznetsov's little bird, bird floppy, floppy celebration yeah. he does. I remember the, that. Yeah, that yeah. looks so retarded. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Sally's, I think my most impressive Sally I saw this year was Arvidsson's salute. That was my favorite Sally because I'm going to say it <laughs> <Stop> now. <laughs> just because it, it's irking Matt now. But that was my favorite goal-scoring moment because he kind of like just – he shot it in and just kind of gracefully peels off to the left wing and then just goes, salute, like to the crowd. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? But it's it was fantastic. Worked in the moment. I will say whoever runs the NHL social media, they do a really good job of grabbing those photos from the uh, team social media and get them like, sent out. Because yeah. I remember when they did the Arvidsson, they said some little quote about it. and People were just like, oh, it's a sick selly and stuff like that. Oh, God. Sick silly man. No. That sounds so stupid. Why are full grown hockey players saying that? No. Okay. Well, come on. I'm done. They make millions of dollars. They can do what they want. Mm-hmm. All we can do is sit here and criticize them, knowing that these people are younger than us and they make more money than we're probably going to make in our lifetime. I mean, it's true. That's what somebody said on Twitter. It's super sad. They said, you know, Johansson is, I forget his age, uh, 26 or something. He said, oh, he's. He's 26. He's just scored $8 million a year. He said, I turn 26 next month, and I'm accepting Subway gift cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was uh, Robbie. He's a really good hockey journalist. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do was. like following his stuff, and Joey's 25, by the way. Oh, thank it. you, fact checker. That's right. Hey, <laughs> cat friendly. If you guys have never been the cat friendly, that's what we use for a lot of our uh, research. It's a really good tool to use um, if you're interested in the math of what goes on these things. Uh, it's awesome. I'm not really good at math, so this helps me out because I'm terrible with numbers. So, all right. So, Matt, what do I have on this sheet here I'm looking at? It says... Oh, this is my favorite portion of the show where we it says Ryan deep into Matt's mind and what he thinks about at night. I know. Sure. It says it's Ryan called. Ellis' favorite food. What's do we Matt do we know what his about? favorite food is? No. We're about to speculate. Yeah, we're just going to speculate as to what it is. A guy with, with such an epic beard like that, you know he's a really interesting personality. So I just thought it'd be interesting to shameless, go around. and Shameless plug for our followers on Twitter. 
please provide us with questions so that we don't have to do these. <laughs> we will continue to have Matt's segment, but we would prefer to have questions from my audience, so please tweet us some awesome and hilarious questions for us to discuss. Yeah, we love getting new <clears> followers, <throat> and every week you know, we get new ones, so join the club if you've not listened. Ways. If you're listening for the first time, join the club. We'd love to have you. Follow us on Twitter. All right, so I'll go first. I think with Ellis's beard, I could see him catching a salmon barehanded yes, and salmon. biting into wow. it. That's a great choice, Kyle. I can see a really masculine, really masculine lumberjack route. Just standing in the river. I too just jumps Alaska. up, grabs it, and just bites like into it. Like a grizzly bear. Wow. Okay, I went the lumberjack route as well. He is Canadian. So we are going to have a stack of pancakes with real maple syrup. Yeah. Side of bacon. You can see it, like the bacon bits on his beard with, with the syrup. Oh, yeah. Kind of like the uh, Ron Swanson. beard, yeah. Kind of yeah. drops into his mouth a little bit, members way. How good yeah, it tasted? He, he totally, totally would rock that. But you, Matt? What do you think? Well, I'm going to go a little less stereotypical man or Canadian. I'm going to go something a little more realistic, probably. And I'm going to say lasagna or pasta. That's a terrible choice. <laughs> Why is that a terrible choice? He's not Italian. So, the man needs carbs before a game. He needs, he, you know, it's just a normal meal. That's many people's favorite meal, more so than grabbing a salmon out of the lake. But which is more epic? Sitting down eating lasagna? Barehanded. Grabbing a bare-handed. salmon barehanded. You see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stole my joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Intercept. Right. Well, we seem to not have a conclusive uh, answer for that question, but I didn't expect we would. Well, you know, it's just we funny might to speculate. Have, you know, what we might have a conclusive answer on, or might be on our list, is the top five teams that we would play for currently, and That's I right. put emphasis on currently. Yep. Because some of these teams I would not have had on my list, which might be controversial, years ago. I'm so. sure. So last week. Well, so last week with the last episode we did, we talked about the five teams we didn't want to play for. Thought it went great. We got a good response out of it from people. So we decided to flip it around and say, here's the top five teams we would play for. So which one do you guys want to start? Me? Kyle, you, you just you kick Kyle, it off. You start. <clears throat> All right, I'll kick it off. So we can so, roast you. So number five. If I'm a brand new hockey player, oh god, he has a full monologue leading up to this. Go ahead. I do. I want to play. Your yeah. answer here. I do. Actually, Good. I've got stuff next to all of them. So, if I'm a brand new hockey player, I want to play a brand new franchise. So I pick no, number five, no, Golden Knights. No casinos. No slot machines. Don't get in trouble down there. Look, I can take my paycheck, a little bit of it, and lose it all <laughs> on the same night. <laughs> take it to the roulette table or the slots. Get a little extra dough. Spending money. A little extra. Yeah. The. The house always wins for a reason. So, <clears throat> anyway, okay. that was a cute little category, though. New players play for a new franchise. I, I like yeah. it. Yeah, what you did there. Yeah, except they I, had an expansion draft, and like people like Flurry are playing for them, not new players. Well, you got to have somebody on the team. They did draft <laughs> new players. Some, they, got, they did they actually, actually go decent, to the draft. Like, the, did you see their opening game is going to be against the Coyotes? Which it's sad to say that I think they might actually win their opening game. They will. I, I really honestly think they're going to win their opening game. Yeah. All right, Daniel, who do you got number five for you? Number five. This one might be a little strange, but hear me out. New York Rangers. Yeah, I can see it. Why, because of Shattenkirk going there? No, 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 no. Not, not even Shattenkirk. It's my man, Lundquist. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this dude? He is a beautiful if man. If you have not seen him, Google him. He's like, not in a creepy way. He is a good-looking dude. He's classy. He's just an all-around great player, first of all. He had that um, <clears throat> hit to the neck yeah. where he came back. I mean, they really advised him not to play hockey anymore. Dude's just a beast in general. I mean, he drives a Lamborghini. and he's like, he? Oh, yeah. He's got like he's ri- driving a Lamborghini. He has a sailboat, and, and he's wor- rocking like a three-piece suit. With a beard and like yeah. a handlebar mustache. Right and here. He's a goalie. Look at that. Oh my, look at him. Second photo. You look up Henry Lundquist. Second photo. The hair. Yes, he's it's got the hair. It's fantastic freaking hair. Freaking amazing hair. He's like 30 something to like, oh. A little, so, little envious of that he's hair. He's great. But on top of that, besides my 
love for Lundquist. You just want to go there because you got no. a man crush on Lundquist, or <laughs> Madison Square Garden. You get to play in Madison Square Garden every night. Not a lot of people can say that. That is a very special venue in the U.S. Shut so. up. You said special. <laughs> oh, I was wondering. What <laughs> oh, special was. word. Very yeah. special. Well, that was a good time to use the word special. That mm-hmm. is a special venue for the U.S. So, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> well, um, no man crush on my number five. Mine is going to be an interesting choice, and it's not going to make sense until I explain it. Okay. Explain All right. I'm going to have to preface explain. mine as well. Is Vancouver Canucks. Why? No, it's a horrible God. team. I think, they finished let me just... next to last last year. But the reason being... I did not have them on my list. I think Kyle had them on his top yeah. five teams he wouldn't play for. And we remember why, because they kept changing owner. The right. ownership got changed in the head coach all the time. But the reason being, there's a lot of different decision-making processes that go in go into where you want to play. Not only do you want to play for a good hockey franchise, he's, he's gonna go, go ahead. but... Where do you want to live? Live, yeah. Vancouver's and gorgeous. I have always wanted to visit Vancouver. We thought about taking our honeymoon to Vancouver. Actually, I would Where'd want to go? visit. We went to Florida. <laughs> the wow, the yeah, icy not, beaches, totally <laughs> the icy beaches of. We thought we'd oh. say Vancouver for another time, but I would love to go there. And yeah, they're not quite excellent in hockey at the moment, but I would love to live there. And I would, yeah. I would love to visit. I don't know about living there because winter would suck. No, 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 no. Vancouver is rainy all the time. It's, oh, it's, it's right it's above Seattle. Of, yeah, it's just north. It's not, but, Toronto sucks if for ice oh, pretty much God, everywhere else. No Canada, but yeah. Vancouver <laughs> is like Seattle. I it's would definitely not. Over. Yeah, I couldn't do like Montreal. I couldn't do oh, no. the Winnipeg. Oh, God, yeah, no. no. Nope. Okay, sorry. Okay, Kyle, number four. Number four is when I first, you know, a couple of years ago when I started getting into hockey, I thought about, you know, I want to have fun a team I like in each division. And... This was my favorite team at the time, and it's changed since then. But my favorite team on the East Coast was the Lightning because I love Tampa Bay. I got to visit last season for an away game because my work at the time had a hotel down there, so I just took a quick weekend road trip to go down there, watch the boys play the guys in blue, and it's very hot down there. (laughs) And those Jokers stood out in 90-degree weather in October, in their jerseys. I don't know how they did it, but the atmosphere was great. I loved it. And the bay, Tampa Bay itself, is it's beautiful. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I mean, my work's hotel was on St. Petersburg, and so we had I had to take a bridge across the bay. Fell in love with it. Like, if I could retire there right now, I might do that. So that's my number four. What's yours, okay. Daniel? Number four for myself. Donna. Yeah. Dunna. I feel you. Dunna, you go dunna, party with dunna, Joe dunna, Thornton? Dunna, dunna. Yes, because this is the San Jose Sharks. That's what I'm talking about. Get you a bite. You want to go play Man, in Man, ar- I love the Shark Tank, let me tell you. You want to go play th- in an first arena of all, that you can't see anything it in. It builds on my business entrepreneurial side. It's the Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of it, they have great fans, great location, California. Not in downtown like Anaheim or Los Angeles, so you're a little bit more out of the city. You're closer, very close to San Francisco. You this got the true. beach. You got the Shark Tank. You have awesome players, awesome staff. I mean, who wouldn't want to play with Thornton? Let's just be honest. He's kind of awesome. Then on top of it, have you seen some of the the playoff swag they give their fans? It's fantastic. They have these little like. Hand shark things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Those are cool. They, like the they little have, jaws. They do really great crowd interactions as well. I think that's another franchise that does really well, like the Preds, as far as like fan interaction. Um, so I, I like everything they're doing in Tampa. I'm still going to disagree or, with you. I've what? never been there, but watching it's not Tampa Bay. So but but watching the Sharks play games on the television, the arena always looks super dark, and it just bugs me. I think that has to do with their color choices, too. You're talking, like, black and, like, a deep teal, like a navy teal. Not, It's not navy. It's more like a teal. But um, <clears throat> that's also – that. I think that venue's pretty old, too. So It might just be the lighting. I think there. they're going to be going probably for a new stadium in the next 10 years or so. We'll see. But anyways, number four, Sharks. Love the location. Staff, players. Kind of got nice overall package. Well – Speaking of new stadiums, my number four, Detroit Red Wings. Get that little hot and ready. 
That's right. And I figured you guys would think I would have it farther down on my list. I, 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 I figured would, it'd be I your would number one. Yeah. But we are talking, and I will, I will mention this later on, not to spoil, but okay. this is our current list. Our current list. Yep. I will say that because this list five years ago would have been totally different. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, five years ago, I probably would have had Detroit on my list. Yeah. I'm I, just going to be. I might. I don't know. I probably would have because, no, you got to think. They're powerhouse at that point. Like, y- y- they're making the playoffs every single year and they're still playing in the Joe. Who wouldn't want to play for them? Now? Mm, in their golden era, they were awesome. Yes. But right now. Hockey in there is okay. It's the end of their dynasty. They're done. I mean, I was waiting for them to go out of the playoffs for two or three years, and they just finally squeaked out last year ever since uh, Lidstrom retired, and then ever since Pavel Datsuk left, I was like, yeah, we're done. Will they come back? Yes. Eventually, they'll come back. But it's going to be years down the road. It's not – their time is over. But who – you know, it's it's sentimental for me, Detroit, but who – I don't really want to live in Detroit, you know. Even the Pistons don't play in Detroit. Yeah, because they know sad. it sucks. You know? So that's very it's sad. a sentimental choice for me, but that's why it's all the way up to number four and not closer down the list because I don't really want to live there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to live in Detroit. So go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, well, my number three, and I've got one thing. I would, I actually kind of one of my bucket lists is to go to, to the arena and actually do this. I want to go play with the Blue Jackets. Wow, that's an interesting choice. Wow. Please explain to me why you would want to go to Columbus, Ohio. Simple. Vacation destination wedding right there. The cannon. The yeah, cannon. I figured that was coming. Yep. I've heard it said that when the cannon goes off, it sounds like a gunshot. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for it. You're welcome. Somebody should give you the captain or the C because you're captain obvious. I gave you all that one for free. No, someone told, I, someone I, told me that joke at work. Put a T for us. Somebody told me that joke at work, and I was like, oh, I'm going to use that. Okay. But that cannon is just great. And it's cool because the, the guys so comforting. the guys get to dress up in little colonial uniforms and uh, well, that not, is cool. I will com- say that. Well, the union type uniforms and get the fire of the cannon. It's cool. I like it. Lame. Okay. Whatever. All right, Daniel. Well, Kyle, on my number three, you had already had this on your list, so you kind of stole my thunder, or in this case, lightning, because oh, wow. Tampa Bay was number three. I also have visited the Tampa Bay area. And much like Kyle, I will agree, it's absolutely gorgeous because on that side of Florida, the sun sets. It's yep. just, it's it's beautiful. Great beaches. I really love their energetic fans. Also another pun for lightning. Um, <laughs> and then on top of it, I do love their jerseys, and I thought their redesign was fantastic. And I do like some of their alternate jerseys that they came out, like Reebok oh. Storm. They have like the this black awesome bolt. black bolt jersey. Yep. Yeah, oh my good. goodness, it looks so good. That's what I want the Predators to do. Anyone out there for Adidas listening, please do the charcoal with the gold with the white emblem. Just make it happen. You know that... Uh, I don't want black. I just want the charcoal with the gold piping. Don't you have a jersey like that? Wasn't it the uh, All-Star game that has the black and gold? We have the black and gold, which looked great. It looked good. It looked and that was really similar good. To and it colors. would be very yeah. similar if we did a charcoal and gold and why I thought that would be an amazing third jersey. I'm still on that. Somebody please just help me out if you know anyone at Adidas because I want that to happen. Anyway, Tampa Bay Lightning, number three. All right, well, off to my number three. You know where I'm going down? I'm going down to San Jose. I'm going to hang yeah. out with the Sharks. Those are well. terrible. Why? Jumbo Joe, the Sharks. Who doesn't want to play for a team that's the Sharks? I love to pick my teams based on <laughs> the logos. And, yeah, yeah. You mean a team that Patrick Marlowe just left and went to, went to Toronto? Yeah, well, they still got a lot of good pieces of the puzzle there. Who? Everybody else. Name me one. Uh, Jumbo Joe, you got Joe Pavelski. Ooh, I do like Pavelski. I just don't, I just don't buy it. I just can't do it. And I had picked them, I guess it was – two years ago to win the cup in my bracket. I really liked them. Yeah, yeah, that was the year they lost in the finals. That was the year yep. I picked them to win. That's right. So I'm I'm still in love with San Jose, so that's where I would go for my number three. Fine. All right, well, my number two is not Chicago, because I absolutely Obviously hate not. Chicago. <laughs> but <laughs> I would dare say that if Calgary came to Chicago – during the Great Chicago Fire, they would have been held responsible for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. 
Oh, sweet lord. Go ahead, Kyle. Calgary is where I would play for number two. Calgary? Yeah. Why? Please explain. Johnny Goudreau. Dude oh, wow. Is... You're a fanboy? Yeah, I'm a fanboy. Dude's fantastic. I like him. <laughs> Plus, their black, I'm sorry, not black, their red jersey, the Black Sea, has my heart. Wow. It's a fantastic looking jersey. Plus, they've got one of the oldest arenas left, which is the Saddle Dome. And I noticed they're in the playoffs. They gave them some sort of like, um, I guess like beer koozie or something like that. <laughs> that had a Kyle's uh, in it for the beer koozie. It was like a, it was sure. like it was like a light. It was like I'm sorry, not a beer koozie, like a glass. Who cares about the surroundings? I know, Who right? cares about where I live? I could live in a garbage can, but <laughs> I got that beer koozie. <laughs> That's for right. The bobbleheads. <laughs> and it had like a Bobble goal light at the arena. It had a goal light on the bottom of it that you could turn on. What I thought was super cool. So. <laughs> okay. Like whatever. Cal- I think it's awesome. Calgary, man. Do you even know like? Anything near Calgary? Like, where would you live in Calgary? I don't know. I'm sure they have some nice... Anyway, okay. Every city's got a couple nice spots. Anyway, my number two. You would think you may have struck gold. (laughs) But it's black gold because it's the Oilers, baby. I just want to love the Oilers, man. I've had puns all night. I just want to paraphrase. Don't shut me down now. I'm not shutting you down. I'm just simply saying. We didn't have these puns planned ahead of time. No, they're we're not just, even in my book. We're just, I literally, like, just going I have, with I have it. a little book with the top five right here, and I no puns planned. Okay, anyway, Oilers, why? First of all, the nostalgia factor is real there. I mean, you're not a Connor McDavid. No, I'm a Gretzky fan. I do love their. I love their jerseys. I love their fans. They are very loyal. You also have a brand new arena that looks amazing. Then on top of it. You have a young gun team. That's why these are the young guns. You you give them probably five five more years. Oilers are going to be stupid good because they have all the young players on there. Well, they better granted, be paying McDavid twelve million dollars. Yeah, granted, I think they'll run into some cap issues by giving superstar um, the amount of money that he wanted. Because if you look at people like Crosby, he's not making as much as that. But they're winning championships, so it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting um, <clears throat> God, what's the word I'm looking for? Special? No, not special. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that one out. Anyway, um, it's an interesting paradigm to see like certain teams or certain superstars go for that high maximum contract, where others take a reduced take a renown yeah. um, to make maybe get more championships. And I think that's what has happened in Pittsburgh, and I think that's why Pittsburgh's success has been correlated to that. And I, I don't know if that will translate well for the Oilers. I think the Oilers are going to live and die by Connor McDavid because of his contract. That said, I think the next couple of years they could potentially be really good, especially before all their young guns have to sign that's extended, what happens when you extended contracts. Yeah. Once they have to extend Conda, is extend. Those contracts, I think they're going to taper off. But for now, they're going to be young. They're going to be fast. They're going to be flying. Well, they got a new venue. They got everything going for them right now. It's like I said a few years ago. You know, they were consistently at the bottom of the league. So when they draft, they got the best picks. You know, you're getting. Uh, you got Drysaddle, Ryan Nugent, Hopkins, who I don't think plays for them anymore. But you're getting some of the best players, Connor McDavid, and they're the young guns, and they're great to watch. You know, you're going to see them rise into stars, like you said. So I've always rooted for them. I, I love the underdogs. Now, I wasn't a big – now Connor McDavid, he's getting too much of a fanboy. Everybody loves him. You know, I root for the underdog. Like last year, I always root for the rookies. But now that he's getting too popular, eh, he's turning into a Sidney Crosby. Everybody loves him, so I'm done. I, I don't I don't like what everybody else likes. So, I'm going to pass on Connor McDavid. But Yeah, I, I think that as well. I, I just – I don't think that max contract's going to do him any good for the future. I think yeah. next couple years are still going to be good. But All right, Matt, what's your number two? All right, number two, close to home. I'll play for Nashville. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, oh, my God, I about fell out my chair. <laughs> you would play you for Nashville. You just put the Nashville Predators in front. In front of Detroit. Yeah. Of, Ex- not just explain. in front, two spots in front of Detroit. You were at four. All right, remember, there's a lot of different decision uh, things that go into making the decision. The current state of hockey in Nashville is awesome. The atmosphere in Nashville is great. It's got a lot. I would say we need to get this on record, but we are right now. So keep talking. But but the main reason, here's the main reason. It's where I live. 
So you talking about it's got to be hard on players to uproot their life and move to a new city every other year. I would it, I would love to play for the team I live uh, near now. That way I wouldn't have to uproot my whole life and my family and, and have to move somewhere yeah. else. And you can't deny fans. Right yeah. It's I mean, a great state of hockey. It's where we currently live, so it has to be on my list. I'm sure it's on your guys' too, but well, I mean, it is interesting. It, I picked that over Detroit. That is very – like, that's absolutely shocking to me. Like, it bl- that blew my mind. I thought it burst your bubble a little bit. <sighs> Uh, like I said, I needed it on record, and here it is. We now have it forever, forever sealed. So go, Kyle. I wonder what your number. I don't one's bleed be. gold, but I would play well, for gold. I'll tell you this: oh. Nashville is not my number <laughs> or silver. one. Oh, not your number one, Kyle. Nashville wasn't even on your list. I thought I knew you. I love Nashville, but you're such a traitor. Not a traitor. We just talking about Nashville's not even on your for. list. We said top five. Yeah. And we're at you one. You had five chances to pick Nashville. Okay, let's be honest. When I was going through this, I was going off teams that I just literally like fanboy over after. Okay, All okay, right. I get, I get that mentality, but so still, still interesting. Let's stay on record. If Nashville wanted me to play, definitely <laughs> oh. would. Oh yeah, right. goalie, right? Oh yeah, goalie. <laughs> Give him an offer All, sheet. All five foot four, me and goalie. Five foot four. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle would lay sideways and still wouldn't touch post to post. Anyway, so. Matt, you'll love this. This kind of is going to go from a dig you made of last episode. All right. Awesome. If I'm going to pick my number one team to play for, just because I love them, it's going to be the Capitals. Oh, no. Oh, God. Because they are everything. No, that's they're not everything. Great. You, no. How can you? Come Kyle, on. No. 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 Listen to Give me. Give me the facts that backs up everything that's greatness. If, talking about choking in the playoffs. Look, you've got Ovechkin, Holtby, Oshie, Beagle, Orpik, Orlov, just to name a couple. Plus, I love listening to their broadcast staff. They are so good at their jobs. And guess what? You know what's in the travel brochure? Every year you get to lose to the Penguins in the playoffs. (laughs) That is true. But Uh, I do love them. You're the best freaking team in all of hockey for the regular season, and then you choke every year. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I feel bad for Obi. I'm sorry. I feel bad for him too. But I've got to watch the Capitals play live against the uh, Flyers, and I loved it. I mean, the atmosphere was great. Not as great as the Nashville experience, but Which it was is a... not on your list. <laughs> By the way, whatever. Um, anyway, Daniel, what's your number one? Well, I think you kind of know what my number one's going to be, but I kind of want to explain and preface this a little bit. Kind of like Matt said, yes, it is my current hometown. I have grown up in this hometown. I have watched it grow into a hockey city and the fans are incredible. I'm going to say this, though. Five years ago, I do not know if it would have been in my top five. Yeah, that's understandable. Because this is the current list. And if you talk to any player in the league right now, if they had an opportunity to come to Nashville, they would come to Nashville. I absolutely agree like with that. Any any player right now, if you asked them, because they know we're hot... They know we have the fans. They know we have the backing, the support of the town. You have really great, awesome staff. You have really cool players, first of all. I, I, I would say that Smashville would be on the list. I, I'll just put it like this. Musician friend of mine comes and flies into Indy. He is from California. He's got plenty of teams he can pick. Hasn't really gotten into hockey. Instead of flying out of Indianapolis, he decides to f- to drive down to Nashville and leave out of Nashville uh, over the weekend. So he decides to stay two nights in Nashville, one day and then uh, I think, uh, or sorry, one night and then one extra day in downtown. Next thing I know, I'm on Instagram and I see all these posts of Broadway and then all of a sudden, boom, there's a picture of Bridgestone Arena with the new banner. Which is fantastic. And he literally, like, I, I, I messaged on it and he was like, dude, I'm not a hockey fan, but seeing the support even in the off season, he was like, there's flags still everywhere. Like, they're still in downtown. Like, people are still wearing gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 he was like, seeing the support, he's like, I'm now a hockey fan, and I'm a Predators fan. And I was like, that's pretty cool, coming from someone who has plenty of teams to come from uh, or root for in California. Really cool. I think we have built the fan experience. I think we have a great venue. They continue to improve it. We have the upgrades to Bridgestone, which we might can talk about in a future episode. Um, 
that are planned as far as like adding the hotel and some of the extra amenities. Um, I think we got the total package right now. But that said, several years ago, I would not have had it at number one. So, Okay. Good explanation for it. All right. Um, you know, like you said, the state of, state of hockey in Nashville is great. You know, we just came off a, a cup finals. You know, maybe it maybe it'll run to actually win the Stanley Cup next year. Maybe I mean that would be that would be great. But Kyle, you mentioned a team a minute ago that we kind of roasted you for the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know You're what? About to get roasted. You know what? You're about to get roasted because I just said current. You know Do what? Do you honestly think this team is current? Do you know what a Columbus Blue Jackets fan does when their team wins the cup? What's that? They turn off the Xbox. Because <laughs> it's a fantasy world. <laughs> That's right. I told you before we started recording, I was going to give you the opportunity for a joke. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just landed it. The team you're about to say, please back it up. Oh, my number one? <laughs> yeah, I know, because I know what your number one's going to be. I, was, I can't see it. I'm across the other no, side of the table. No, no, I know. I didn't see it, but I know him. I'm I know exactly. I'm curious if you're going to get it right. No, I'll, say I'll, I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say this. There's pizza involved in this. <laughs> Look at him. He's already laughing. You can't even see if him. You say, if you say Blackhawks, I'm turning your mic off. Blackhawks. It's the Blackhawks. You're going to let me get to my answer? Go or are you ahead. just going to make speculations? <laughs> what do you think it is, Kyle? Blackhawks. Blackhawks. My number one, Chicago Blackhawks, baby. Whatever. Okay, <laughs> so explain why. All right. You can kind of tell by my decisions. It's not really based on how good the hockey team is because you can even play for a bad team and stand out. Like I said, Vancouver, you could go and play for a bad team and be the best player there, and that, that'd still be cool. But exactly what you're going to say. Blackhawks, best team in the West, but that's not about hockey. It's about the pizza. My favorite food, Chicago-style deep-dish pizza, baby. Do you think you're honestly going to be eating that much pizza yeah. if you're playing? <laughs> yes, he would. No way. Yeah. Do you want to be a sumo goalie? It's, a, what, it's like, big enough. I would love to live in Chicago. It's a little bit up north. Hockey's say, more mainstream up this, there. Hockey's would, always good in Chicago. I would live in Chicago. I, I agree on a lot of factors on the Chicago I know that you guys are Chicago, butthurt because that's your rival no, or whatever. No, but. no, no. This is teams I would play for. I would have put Detroit on my list several years ago. I think, to be honest, I probably would have put Chicago like maybe sixth on my list currently, which is probably surprising for you because – as much as I hate the fans and dislike the atmosphere or just everything about being a rival in that league against them, there are several things I do like. The downtown city of Chicago is gorgeous. I will give you that. Yes, it is. They do have great food. They've got the pizza. They have great jerseys. I understand this. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. I don't, mocking you. I don't think currently – they're the best team because they're living they're in the past. They're only the best team in the West. They just brought, because they, they brought the old band off back the playoffs, together. They're still the best team in the West. No, nope. after all their no. after all their trades, they're not the best team in the West anymore. So we well, get rid of according Panera. to last year's standings. Uh, okay. No, I said currently. Okay. Do you think currently they're well? The you, best currently, team? you haven't played any games, so you, you don't know if they're. Well, we're all zero. Well, if that's the case, then the the Golden Knights are sure doing good right now. <laughs> They are the only team that's not been defeated yet, so <laughs> undefeated. Undefeated underdogs right there. That's what I'm just saying. Like currently, um two, three years ago, I would have put Blackhawks probably at like two or three on my list. And that's very surprising. I don't like I, just, the fa- I don't like the fans. Another thing but they're awesome. They're an awesome franchise. Original six. They got a lot of history there. Oh, yeah. Got a lot of respect. You can't help but to respect them, Kyle. No, I, I agree with that. But like I said, currently I think I would put them at like sixth. I don't know top five, just because I didn't. I wasn't a fan of the reverse trades, basically getting the band back together. I I think they. I thought, and I think you would agree with me, they didn't have to make moves. They got scared because we swept them, and then they had to pull the trigger because their fans got a little itchy. And oh, well, let's get the band back together from the the cup winning team, and that'll suffice the fans. I don't think that was the best idea because they're older now. That's why I had to drop them out of my top five. Other than that, I think I would have put them in my top five. But well, at the end of the day, you all think what you want. I still hate Chicago, <laughs> so I won't put them there. Well, guys, I think that's gonna wrap up for this week. So we're gonna get on out of here. You know, we've all got. Stuff to get going from vacation, busy adult life getting back to us. 
So thank you guys for listening. You can reach us on Twitter at Music City Gold. Uh, Matt runs the account more often than the other two of us. So <laughs> if you follow him, you're going to probably interact with him. I talk on it occasionally, but if you want to reach out to me personally, you can find me on Twitter at Kyle Hancock. And uh, we're still trying to get Danny one. Daniel one. Danny. I've almost called you Danny. Wow. Mm. Trying to get Daniel one. Yep. Ugh. But he does jump on the. It's uh, like Selly Danny. Ugh. I know. He jumps on the Music, Music City Gold account sometimes. So. Anyways, that's it for this week. Um, Again, this is Music City Gold, hosted by Penalty Box Radio. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the ice.